Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. Got a bus to move or a show. Let me get it. So we're talking goal setting today. I'm excited about this. EB, you're going to have to take us take us down the rabbit hole of goal setting. It's a big deal mm-hmm. in business. You know, we like to say a dream written down as a goal, a goal broken down as a plan. And as business owners, we cannot live apart from having goals. And so just take us away, man. Well, talk, you talk to me about goals. First of all, Jason, you didn't even say who you were. You're Jason. Well, it doesn't matter. Every, I'm David. Everybody knows that the deeper voice is Jason. Oh, come on. And EB is Eric Beck. <laughs> That's yeah. me. Our, our CEO, master coach. our master coach. <laughs> so let's talk goal setting. We all need it. I yeah. can't wait to learn some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is that we have to have a target. You know, if we don't have a target, we don't have something to aim at. We're not going to really hit anything. And I think ultimately what happens is that people do what we call wish announcement. I like to feel better. Wish announcement. I okay. like to lose weight. <laughs> That's yeah. really I good. I want to make more money. And they're just putting that out in the ether is this is what I'm wishing for. And uh, that's why people don't set goals anymore. You know, Mm. most people have given up on their goals by February 2nd, their New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even really make it a month. Why do they do that? You know, because they're they're thinking about something vague. And so they don't take specific action because a vague idea leads to, you know, indecision. Mm. And then just the regular pressure of the day gets going and whatnot. So yeah. people kind of bail on it. And that's, we, the, that's the issue. Yeah, we did a previous podcast about how the goals have to be tangible, measurable, you know. So walk us through how you set goals. Because you, let me just give, let me give an example to folks. Yeah. Okay, you've worked with a thousand business owners, some Fortune 100 companies. Thank God you're with us now. So we're working with even more, so which is really exciting, or at least we're, we look forward to working with a lot more of those. But one of the areas of your life that you set a goal, and I don't want to just pin you to this one particular area, but it's, it's pretty inspiring to me. You were 270 pounds years ago. You ran your first three-mile Spartan race in four hours. You said, this is ridiculous. I will change. You set some goals. You got down to 187 pounds and ran that same race in 51 minutes. That is unbelievable. And you did that in two years. Mm, yeah. So you had to set goals. You had to do it in the right way to accomplish goals. Now, you've accomplished a lot of goals professionally, but just that one sticks out. Mm. What did you do? How do you do it? And how can we help our listeners do the same? Yeah, well, I think anything that's big has to be made small. That's the first thing. So I'm a big fan of micro goal. Somebody says, I want to lose weight. Okay, we want to make that measurable. How about let's lose 10 pounds? So that's better. Yeah, but it's like still that. big though, because that's still a change. And anytime we're changing someone's behavior, we want to set up the cues that allow us to trigger that behavior. So one of the best things you can do is put up a poster on the wall, change your room, reorganize your office, like change the physical environment because that's cueing the old behavior. So if the okay. old behavior is, you know, when I'm stressed, I'm going to go get a Coca-Cola or I'm going to eat a donut or something where you're like, that's not lining up with my goal. Instead of just trying to, you know, muscle through it and bear down and do the new thing. It's like change the environment a little bit because mm. that's a cue. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm becoming a new person right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. A, a huge one for me was that when I was hungry, 
I didn't know I wasn't hungry. I was thirsty. Mm, that's interesting. So the trigger of dehydration was satisfied by go get a sandwich. And so for, I don't know, maybe three or four months, it was like, oh, I feel hungry, but I'm going to drink eight ounces of water. Yeah. And when you do that, next thing you know, it's like, well, I'm not so hungry anymore. Yeah, I had to relearn. You know, a lot of us don't listen to the Holy Spirit. A lot of us don't listen to our body. You know, and, and you guys have such an amazing background as pro athletes. But I think for most people hearing this, you know, their body is an obstacle. You know, my mm. body hurts me. I don't like the way it looks. Uh, all that kind of stuff that we get caught up in. And when you start having a relationship, that's like, I'm listening now a little bit and listening a little bit more. That's one of the things. It's like, I didn't really know I wasn't hungry. I, I was just thirsty. And so, you know, that kind of hydration sort of process for me started to become a new can i give yeah. just a very quick it's not quite off topic yeah. but it's off goal setting but in terms of like weight loss or when you're trying to get on top of your body a lady that i worked with named lisa goins i love her she's goins strong she's an nice. older woman who has just mastered her health and she helps both my wife and i and she said david when you are trying to achieve a goal with your health whether it's physically with your body or whether it's with your eating and your dieting don't judge yourself. Get curious with yourself. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. This is exactly what you're yeah, just saying. It's like, okay, wait, I, I actually I'm thirsty. I thought I was hungry, but I'm actually thirsty. It says, give yourself a couple of beats. Like, I'm going to go get a sandwich. Like, And you start moving to the refrigerator. No, wait. I want to get a sandwich. Wait. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Maybe I'm thirsty. Oh, let yeah. me go. Let me try yeah. water first. Yeah. Before I go get that little bag of chips or that bag of, you know, you, yeah. you go from chips to the uh, popcorn, whatever. What's the right. pop? Skinny pop. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's ridiculous. You're eating a whole bag of skinny you pop. Are. You ain't going to be skinny anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's so good. But anyway, so getting curious with yourself doesn't necessarily, uh, it's not uh, tied directly to the goals, mm -hmm. but it certainly does help you achieve a goal by not judging yourself and, right. and, and being curious. Well, why did I just down a whole sleeve of Oreos? Yeah. Like really, right. what's at the root of that? Right, right, right. And I think it's the same for any goal, right? Is we're, we're changing our mindset. Then we're trying to find a better method, you know? And sometimes you can just reframe it. And part of the reframing is to say, you know, I'm really, really nervous about something or I'm really upset about something. And it's like, okay, well, hold on a second. How would you treat your child if they came to you really nervous and really upset about something? Yeah. Mm. Well, treat yourself that way. Yeah, that's good. Like, oh, Eric you are really worked up right now. Okay, let's just take a deep breath as though you're speaking to your kid. Wow. Like, you know what? Let's just think about that for a minute and, and be with that. So this relationship we have with ourselves is one that's really important to develop for goals. Otherwise, a lot of people feel like goals are the taskmaster. Mm -hmm. I'm always failing. Yeah. They set goals that are too vague and too big and they just fail, fail, fail. And they're like, why even set the goals? Like, it's, it's useless. I've actually had clients who are like, I don't even bother to set goals. Because it's just useless. And the thing is that they've just kind of bought into a worldview, which is a, a bit of a trap. And the trap is that what the enemy wants us to always do is to go farther than we're commissioned to, farther than we're authorized to. Mm. And so as we try to over, you know, effort ourselves into something, we're going to get overwhelmed. We're going to get tired. We're going to get fatigued. And then we're going to get demotivated. And then we're going to go back into the old habit even stronger. Because what I found for me personally was a lot of the eating was really about unresolved emotions. Oh, I'm yeah. angry about something, but I don't really know that, but I feel hungry. It's like the hunger is for resolution, mm -hmm. but we substitute in often get some calories. 
And it's like, you don't need the calories, but you do need the healing. You do need the resolution. So just that listening, I think that's what we all talk about with listening prayer and putting on the mind of Christ is going, what's, like you said, curiosity, what's really going on down here? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to transition that personal goal setting over into the business. Right. And and actually, before we go there, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor, CHM. Christian Healthcare, Healthcare Ministry. I almost said it. And as soon as you said the word Christian, I'm like, I cannot say that because we were about to do it exactly identical. <laughs> In stereo from twins. That's yeah. right. But with one of our voices a little bit deeper than the other. Oh, come on. <laughs> Christian Healthcare Ministries, they've been our partner 20 years. We love them. It's been an amazing thing for our family and just the body of Christ and sharing each other's burdens and saving a ton, hundreds of thousands of dollars of money doing it. No doubt it replaces your your the, the standard, not health care, but health insurance. It's not insurance, it's health sharing. But if you're a Christian, you're living the right way, you need to go to expertownership.com forward slash CHM. It will, it will definitely be the solution that you need for a faith-filled entrepreneur who has a hard time hiring people because you don't have all the traditional benefits, CHM answers that, and it solves that problem. So back to goal setting, let's move from talking personal goal setting, which most every one of us would say we've all done that physically. Mm -hmm. Like we need to. I mean, you're not just an entrepreneur. You're a youpreneur. You are. Which means you got to take care of yourself. That's right. If you're falling asleep in the middle of the day, like, look, come on. Eat something different. Yeah. Figure out what's going on physically. But then let's transition over into the business side. What do we need to be thinking about in terms of goal setting for your business and and setting the 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 vision mm-hmm. specifically, which direction we want to go for our business in terms yeah. of bite-sized goals? Yeah. So for me, it's all about the movie The Patriot. And it's all about this <laughs> little, little phrase. Gibson. It is Mel Gibson when he says, Aim small, miss small. Oh, yeah. So I love this idea. So if you're aiming to hit the target and you miss, you miss the whole target. If you're Mm -hmm. aiming to hit the left side of the bullseye, I want that black line on the yellow circle. I want to hit that. If I miss, I still get a, you know, because the size of the bullet is, I don't know, you know, much smaller than the size of the bullseye. So it's like if I miss by a little, aim small, miss small, Mm -hmm. which means we don't miss anymore. And so this is about, you know, we all heard of smart goals. And yes. like, you know, measurable and all that good stuff. What Can I say that real quick? Smart, yeah, I think, is specific, yeah. measurable, attainable. Yes. Like uh-huh. don't don't yeah. have a goal to go to the moon. Yeah. Now uh, that could realistic. be an Elon Musk goal. Right. But for most of us, it's not attainable, which is realistic. And then uh, time bound. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Make sure it's got a time stamp on it. Yeah, that's a great formula for just getting really clear. Now, I want to talk about where the goal comes from. Because yeah. we can have a really good organized goal like you're talking about. Yeah. Aim small, miss small. But so that what? Mm, And this is what's so key, right? So the purposes of the human heart are like deep waters and a man of understanding draws them out. So in my heart are the purposes God's put there. I need to investigate those and I need to see those through God's eyes as my Mm. life trajectory. And my business ultimately is the vehicle for part of that trajectory. It might not be for all of it, but for part of it. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm looking at my business and I'm saying, okay, this business in part is helping me realize my calling every day. And it's helping my people realize they're calling every day. Mm. So from that worldview, I see sales completely differently. I see marketing differently. I see customer service differently because it's not just the world's view of, well, just, you know, buy something for a dollar, sell it for two, make a profit. It's like, so that. So that. Yeah. And so I think a big thing for that is getting that strategic vision, what we call it, that perfect customer experience story, and really looking at how do I really bless this person's life? 
And I know some of you may think, oh, I roll, that's kind of esoteric and blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what. I don't even know what esoteric means. (laughs) (laughs) Just roll your eyes there. That's what esoteric means? Exactly. Rolling the eyes? Airy fairy. How about that airy fairy, dreamy, I don't know. That's just too much. Navel gazing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) navel gazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not practical, right? Not practical. And I want to say, hold on a second. You know, the Bible teaches us so many things through the stories of people's lives, you know, the heroes of the faith. Stories matter. And so when we look at who we're serving with a heart full of love and compassion and the mind of Christ, and we tell the story of how we envision serving them best, and that lines up with who God's made us to be, that is so powerful. Mm. So that is kind of like the shaft of the spear, the tip of the spear, is when we're getting to our specific goals. And I like to put them in 30, 60, 90 day increments. Okay. Some people do like 10 year goals and thousand year goals and whatever. Mm. And it's like, there's some interesting exercises, but again, to the esoteric thing, it's kind of like more theoretical, but, but 30, 60, 90 days, I can see that. I can think about that. Mm -hmm. Some of those are going to be KPIs. These are key performance indicators, right? Right. Okay. Those are the goals that we're measuring every single month or every single quarter. Think of it in a car. It's like miles per hour. Like what's our average speed? Okay, that's a KPI. But then we have- An example of a KPI would be like, you know, in my industry, uh, a a profitable business would be operating at a 7% margin. Exactly. So our goal this for the next quarter is 7.2% margin. Exactly. And so we can monitor that. Deeper voice and wiser. Very good. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) David wasn't following you, Uh stabbing the door. I got kicked under the table just then. (laughs) Yeah, so that's exactly right. KPI is going to be just like that. Customer attrition rate customer acquisition rate, anything that's a rate, okay? The more traditional goals away from KPIs would be something that's more of a one-time thing. Now, this is where it's a little tricky. Someone would say, I have a goal to clean up my office. Now, in expert ownership in our coaching program, we do things differently. And we don't just take stuff at face value. We want to go deep. So we can't just say, I want to clean up my office because that's actually a task. Or Mm -hmm. it might be a project, but depending on how disarrayed the office is. So the goal is not to clean the office. The goal is to have a workspace that inspires clear thinking. Mm. See, that's an outcome, right? Yeah. Then the question is that what action, exactly. What action could I take that would do that? And some people uh, may rearrange the whole room and some people just may make a few stacks. So, so you're tying the goal to the vision, which actually gives you fuel to, to do the action. It does. It does. Because yeah. now every single thing you do is heading you towards that end state. Okay. Now, a great exercise that we'll do, especially with people who've been in business for a little while, because a lot of us are tired. You know, a lot of us start to get burned out, you know, the burdens of the day, the burdens of the business. You know, we quit our job to start our business. Mm-hmm. And instead of having one job, we now have 12 jobs, yeah. you know. So what I really, really love to do to help clients is to say, okay, if that goal were achieved, okay, let's say we want to launch a brand new website that has a call to action on every page and builds a long-term relationship that's the website we want to have. Mm. And right now we just kind of have like an online brochure. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into the metrics and the details and all the goodies, what I want to say is this, let's just close our eyes for a second right now. I want you to think about what would it feel like if you had that website right now? Mm-hmm. How would you feel about your business? What would you say to your friends when they said, Hey man, how's your business going? What's, what are you proud of right now? And I actually want them to get a physical sense of the feeling And this is the idea of God's opinion of you instead of your opinion of you. I mean, think about when God looks at you, it's 
a billion times more loving than when we even look at our own kids. Mm. We love our kids to 100%. We couldn't love them more. But God loves us so much more than even that. And it's like his favor on us, you know, the, 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 the priestly blessing, right? Yeah. Make his face to shine upon you. I want to have this business owner make their face shine upon that goal. Mm-hmm. What would it feel like? Just viscerally in your body, right? They're already smiling. They're breathing easier. Shoulders come down a little bit. Maybe they, maybe chest is out a little bit. They got a little swagger going on. See, if, if we can attach to the feeling of it, then the behavior will line up because the behavior is taking me to that feeling state. Yeah. And that feeling state is the fruits of the spirit. It's joy and peace and love, et cetera. Okay, so yeah. when we set goals, it's not just a technical approach to it. It is a spiritual approach to it. Right. Yeah. So you've got where you, you're, you're thinking, I, I want to wake up in the morning. I want to feel good and vibrant. I don't want to have a stuffy nose. I want to be able to uh, run a, a mile and come home and enjoy breakfast with my kids. Like having that mindset mm-hmm. rather than just, I want to get to where I can run a mile. Exactly. I just want to be in shape. Yeah. It's like, well, what is being in shape? Because, you know, one person, we were doing our workout today, and this guy is like a top 10 CrossFit champion. Like, that's a different in shape than someone else's in shape. Yeah. So when it's vague, again, it causes confusion. And we know that God's not the author of confusion. So we want to be specific and clear. But it can't just be clear. It has to attach to my journey. Mm-hmm. It has to be on my trajectory, where I'm going and where this business is going. Now, I'm a big fan of taking people out of what we just talked about and moving them into, let's talk about setting goals with your team. Oh, yeah. Because as the principal, as the owner, right, you do need to determine goals and the course and heading and all that good stuff. But now there's a section of those goals that really needs to involve the team. And if we just kind of put them on the team, Mm -hmm. we lose the buy-in, we lose the culture, and there's a budding entrepreneur, a leader in the heart of all of our team And while we don't need them to start a business inside our business, we do need them to own their job. Expert ownership. We want you to be the expert at owning the job of front desk or customer sales or customer service. And you can use that with your family too, right? Oh, man. Your kids. Podcast part two (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Well, it's actually the webinar, Game Worth Playing or Gamifying Work and, and, you know, talking all about uh, performance-based pay. We did that in a a webinar Mm -hmm. and- if you are not part of Owner Suite with Expert Ownership, go to expertownership.com, click the Owner Suite button, become a part of Owner Suite, and you can get vaccines looks at all of these webinars that we're doing. And other people have to pay for them, but when well, you're in Owner Suite, yeah, we've got high end trainings yourself. that we're going to be doing. And on uh, May the 19th, we have a really good one coming out. Uh, don't know exactly what we're going to call it, but it's all about owning your business so it doesn't own you. Exactly. And Eric's going to go to town. We want to invite you to that. Go to expertownership.com. You can sign up for it. If you're already on our uh, mailing list, then you'll get an email about this. But you know what, Eric? I do want to pause here because I do want to go to another topic, but for another podcast. Okay. I want to talk about running your family like a business. I want to talk about utilizing really good, solid business principles in your family because all of us as entrepreneurs have families and so we want to do that but before we go yeah because i think as we as we close this one out it's important to know that so we've been talking all about goal setting you've set goals you're married you've been married 23 24 24 years gosh you're an old man (laughs) six boys yeah homeschooled your kids of course you're not perfect but you guys have had to set 
a lot of goals and and I've seen your family I've seen the way you interact with your wife you guys have set goals as families you know as I said as families I'm thinking like all three of us as families but yeah, yeah. you as a family have set goals walk us through just a little bit of of how that works with your just in terms of like why you do it don't give us the mm-hmm. practicals mm-hmm. of what you've that, done yeah seed the practicals yeah, for the next why why do you do it yeah well, again, without vision, people perish. They cast off restraint. I don't think that the kids go through adolescence. I don't believe in adolescence. I mean, I know that's a real word. Yeah. But the concept of being a child and then being then this weird thing and then being an adult is a lie. Mm. We are on a continuum of maturity. We don't have the rebellious phase. The rebellious phase is when kids get old enough to understand that without goals, they wander. Wow. That's true. And then their behavior shows that. And we want, yeah. we're like, oh, those kids and all oh, this. And we have this attitude about it. The main event is that we have to keep something in front of us mm-hmm. that we're heading towards. <laughs> oh, come oh. on. I can't okay. wait. Okay. Yeah, so I got a 12 year old at home. I really need this help. Okay. <laughs> Eric, let's, let's end. David, I'm going to ask you first own it or loan it. Okay. You don't even know Mid- what you're going to say. No, I don't. But jewelry. What do you mean, jewelry? Like a, like a bracelet for a dude. Oh my gosh. Now, if I say, so for me personally, I loan it. But if I say blanket loan it, some Italian's going to come and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what about you? I, I, I'm I warming to it. I have okay. a single bracelet that was my uh, a gift for my wife, and then I wear my little Spartan okay. band. So to me, it's like, because it's meaningful. Yep. So I own it, but it, I don't go to jewelry stores and okay, yeah. so, check so it out. <laughs> I did read this article, and this is what made me think of that, where it talked about a, a grown man that that's wearing any type of jewelry specifically something on your wrist yeah that's other than a watch they yeah. said if your kids or your wife gave it to you wear it okay. wear it with pride and honor mm. if you had to go buy it for yourself think twice oh <laughs> dun, dun, okay dun. that is okay you just literally what whoever wrote that article read I'm my just mind saying what i wrote uh, or what i read okay uh, uh. listen don't forget to rate review subscribe to the expert ownership podcast if you know of somebody who would be blessed by this then send it to them you know or don't but just do it and you know what if if you can if you have a choice between income or impact choose impact but if you can have both as larry would often say go ahead and do it i've been really really feeling it about to bust a move or a show let me get it if you really really feeling it put it in your left hand right hand throw it up and